You're listening to the Effortless Life Podcast, episode 57. You're about to hear the story of how this course creator managed to launch her podcast and land the number eight spot on the charts for free. Whether you've got a podcast or you're thinking of launching one, or whether a podcast isn't remotely on your radar, you'll want to hear this episode because my guest is spilling her secrets for how to take anything, whether that's your podcast, your course, your product, and turn it into a goldmine. Are you ready for this? Stay tuned. Globally ranked among the top shows in business and education, we're changing the way entrepreneurs work by changing the way they think about work. If you're ready to run your business like a real CEO, instead of your business running you, you're in the right place. You don't have to work as hard as you think you do to create the influence, income, and impact you deserve. It's time for a new way to do business. This is the Effortless Life Podcast. Here's your host, Courtney Elmer. Before we jump in, I've got to give a shout out to our featured listener of the week at EKL7, who says, this show is life-changing. How did I ever survive without this podcast? Courtney is so real, so down to earth, and so passionate about helping others. She has changed my life. I am so excited for every new episode. Wow, it's not every day that I read such a glowing review, but when I do, it warms me from head to toes, that's for sure. Gosh, this is why I do what I do. This is why I get out of bed every day. This is why I keep building my dream, even in the face of adversity. Even when life sucks and things feel tough. Even on days when my son doesn't nap and I just want to crawl into bed and cry. Because this is what keeps me going. You. Yes, you listening to my voice right now. Thank you for keeping me going. We all need to know that we've got a community that has our back. And you give me that gift every week. And look, leaving a review doesn't take more than 30 seconds of your time. Just scroll down in your Apple app to ratings and reviews, tap five stars, and tap write a review to share your feedback with me. Just a sentence or two on how this podcast is helping you. That's all it takes. And when you leave us a five-star review, I might just feature you as our next listener of the week. Oh my goodness. I cannot wait for you to meet my good friend Jess, who is here with me today to talk about her recent podcast launch and what she did to land the number eight spot on the charts right there in between Brendan Burchard and Angie Lee. And in case you've never heard of Brendan or Angie before, these are top ranked podcasters with millions of downloads and a massive following. Now, if you're a longtime listener, you've heard Jess here on the show before, where she shared her story about how after six months of hard work and hustle, she found herself generating 10K months, that magical number that every entrepreneur seems to strive for but how she hated everything about her business. Hated it. She had launched 10 programs in six short months and was spinning all the plates, trying to keep it going, terrified to let one drop for fear of losing it all. Her relationship with her husband was rocky. Her kids barely knew her, despite her being a stay-at-home mom. And she started to wonder if this is what it took to be successful. Maybe she didn't want it. Can you relate? Hustling your butt off? Squeezing work into every spare nook and cranny of the day, in between juggling family and kids and work schedules and school schedules, client meetings, launches, all the things. When I met Jess for the first time, she was in the middle of pivoting her business to a more aligned model that felt fun to run and that was wildly successful. 
And even though she'd figured out how to make the leap from 10K program launches to 70K program launches, she couldn't figure out how to get the same momentum back into her podcast. Now, Jess had launched her podcast a few months earlier and she'd had some success, but she hit a plateau and her momentum started tanking. She was keeping up with creating content, but she didn't feel connected to her audience at all. And she was just phoning it in every week. Now, even though Jess teaches her students and clients how to operate from a place of alignment in their business, this was the one thing that for Jess felt out of alignment. So we started working together and she sat in on our first round of the effortless podcasting formula back when it was a beta program that we were testing out with the small focus group. She followed the formula to a T, rebranded her show and launched it to a new audience. And she'll tell you, that she would have never expected what happened next. She gained over 65 star reviews in the first week of launching, took her audience by storm, and got Apple's attention when she landed that number eight top spot among the top marketing podcasts. And she's here today to tell you how she did it. Are you ready? Let's roll the tape. Jess, welcome back to the Effortless Life Podcast. I am so excited. Did you know you are the first repeat guest to come on the show twice? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me back. That's awesome. I love it. We should like put together some sort of medal or little award and like send it out to all of our repeat guests. I love that. Yes, I love that. I'm so excited that you're back too, because I can't wait, obviously, for what we have to dive into today, but also because you've had some exciting changes taking place in your business since you were last on the show. So fill us in. What's been going on? Yes. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited to chat with you today about what we're talking about. And yeah, so much growth has happened in my business since the last time we talked. And I've really narrowed down my focus to become even more effortless and really going with my intuition and what truly lights me up in my business. So I am narrowing into being a launch coach and helping people launch their business and launch their programs in alignment instead of throwing spaghetti at the wall, really setting up the system in place so that they can have better, more highly profitable aligned launches. That's amazing. And you know, it's so cool to watch this evolve. Like it really has been so awesome to see this process unfold these past several months for you, because I feel like launching has always been one of your secret superpowers. Like you Mm -hmm. have always been so good when it comes to launching, like the strategy side of things, doing the debrief process afterwards, knowing how to take that information and apply it to your next launch. And I have learned so much from you when it comes to launching. And so I was excited to see this evolution in your business too, knowing that that is your specialty. Like bring that to the forefront and let people really see this because it is your zone of genius and you're so gifted at it. Thank you. And that's really been my aha with this evolution too, is that the thing that comes so easy to us that it seems like common sense, that's what I've discovered is our secret genius. And it's the thing that you don't think you know enough about because it comes so effortlessly to you. But really, that's the thing that makes you unique. And that's the thing that you're secretly so good at that that's what you should be focusing on. Hmm. Such a good point. You know, we've had a lot of changes and shifts happening behind the scenes within these past six months, too. And that has been something that you said to me once that I was like, oh, so you mean that like the organization and the systems and the workflows and like onboarding and hiring people and like getting support in place 
all of that stuff that seems really easy to me is actually stuff people need. You know, it was like this light bulb yeah. went off in my head where I was like, yes. So we've really been leaning into that too, in terms of our messaging and our program offerings and what we're really here to help people do and helping entrepreneurs particularly really enhance their quality of life in all areas. And so what we're diving into today was kind of how that was born, really seeing the need in our community and creating something to fill that need. Because when we launched our podcast back in February last year, we had so many people coming to us after the fact saying, what did you do to have such a successful podcast launch? Mm-hmm. And I had to take a look back and see what did we do because it was the easiest, most fun launch we have ever had. I would do it over again in a heartbeat. Like we really enjoyed that process. And so once I started to break it all down, I got to thinking, I'm like, wow, this could really help people. And I had started to share it with different colleagues, the whole effortless podcasting formula, as it's now called. Mm-hmm. And they went out and got even better results than I did. So you joined the program on the beta round, which we taught last fall, and it was so great having you in the program, particularly because you had launched a couple shows before. And so seeing you launch your show after this rebrand and going through this process and then the results that you got, which we're going to dive into in a minute, was really incredible. So maybe take us back a bit, like when you launched your first show and then where you are now, take us through that journey. Yeah. So I actually launched my very first show. I'm on my third. I'm that person. (laughs) I launched my very first podcast in June of 2019. And I had just started my business. I had started my business in January of 2019. So I was brand new in the industry. I was brand new in my business. And I was really trying to figure out my messaging. And the podcast was called Fearless. And I had, I think, six episodes and it was all about like this journey to starting my own business. And I grew it so much in those first six weeks that I had had the podcast that like my business shifted so much that I just didn't have the time or like long-term commitment to the show. And so I made the really hard decision to let it go. And at that point in my business, and I've talked about this before with you, I was building a million bridges to Desire Island, like James Woodmore calls it. And the podcast was one of them. I had monthly launches. I had a membership. I had a mastermind. I had a podcast. I had a monthly like magazine newsletter thing. Like I was doing all of the things, trying to get to where I wanted to go. And I just ran out of bandwidth trying to get there. And so the podcast was one of the things that I had to let go. But I knew that I had a podcast in me. And I couldn't stop thinking about reaching my audience in this way, because I love listening to podcasts. I learned so much from hearing them. And I think there's such a really impactful way to connect with your audience. It's so interesting because so many people are focused on like written content, but at the end of the day, like we process what we hear in such a different part of our brain that it really builds that authority and connection in a totally different way. And so I knew that I wanted to pick a podcast back up again. And in February of 2020, I launched my second podcast and I had been building that one up and I knew that I was going to do it and I picked a launch date. So it was better than the first one, which I just threw some episodes on Anchor and threw them on iTunes. 
So the second one, like I had a plan, I had talked to my free community about it and I launched it out there. I think I had two episodes to start with. So at least I had a little bit of a launch plan, but it was really slow going. And I felt like I had a little bit of momentum in the beginning because I was excited about it, but I also had all of these beliefs that had come up in between about being more perfect, right? Like I was scripting podcasts and just reading from the script. So it was incredibly robotic. It was like, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) It was so (laughs) bad. And people were leaving reviews like, this is so robotic. Like you can tell she's reading from a script. What is she doing? And I was like, yeah, this doesn't feel like me at all. And so like five or six episodes into that, I was like, you know what? Screw the script. I am just going to talk. And that was really when the energy shifted of that podcast. And I would just, I didn't have a plan. I didn't have an outline. I didn't make show notes. I just turned on my microphone and I would talk. But the problem with that is like, while it was really authentic and connecting with people, it kind of turned into random thoughts with Jess. There was no (laughs) direction. There was no plan. It didn't lead anybody into my business. It was just this thing that was taking up my time every week in, and I was editing it. I mean, it was completely unedited. Like it was just kind of a mess. And so I like, while it was like a 10 on the authenticity factor, it was like a zero on the usefulness factor. And that was when I was like, okay, last summer, I was like, I'm going to rebrand this because the name like had shifted in my mind and the name that I was using came up trademarked. So I was like, I need to rebrand this. So I'm going to change the name. Um, and really changed my focus into more business stuff. And that just like, again, it was good, but it wasn't, it was missing something, right? It was missing intention. It was missing like me behind it. And I was really kind of just going through the motions. It was at a point where I was just recording the episode, like the night before it was posting and sending it to my poor editor. Like, this is who I am as a person. I am so sorry. I am not more prepared than this. And he was getting frustrated with me. And I knew that it wasn't my best because I was totally going through the motions. And that was when you had mentioned that you were creating this effortless podcasting program. And I had seen your results with launching your podcast because we launched around the same time. And I had seen your, your results with other people in our circle using your method. And I was like, okay, what is the secret here? Because I have been showing up every single week for six or seven months at that point. And I was busting my ass to get to a hundred listens a week. And I knew that there had to be a better way. I knew that there had to be a more intentional way. And most of all, I knew that there had to be a way to like directly connect my podcast into my funnel. So it wasn't just random thoughts with Jess. It was a really intentional piece of my business that was actually bringing in ideal clients. And that was really the biggest intention that I had for the relaunch and rebrand that we did together and effortless podcasting formula absolutely made that possible for me. That's amazing. I want to go back to something you said and really call this out. And for those listening, pay attention because what you said about your second podcast was that you were showing up, you were doing the things, but it wasn't leading anyone to your business. Mm -hmm. And what good is a podcast if it doesn't get you more sales and clients? I mean, really, because what's the point? Mm 
you know, and and that's the problem that I see with and the struggle really of so many podcasters and why so many podcasts go up on Apple and then go to the Apple graveyard to die Mm -hmm. is because people don't have the intentionality behind it and they don't have a clear strategy for their show, not just a clear strategy to create the show and get it up, but a clear strategy to create it to specifically warm people up for what you do, like you said, for the podcast to become a very integral part of your funnel and to launch it, a strategy to actually get it launched, get it seen and to reach that wider audience, which is probably the reason why you started a podcast in the first place, right? Because you wanted to get that message out there in a bigger way. And then finally, on the back end of that, a strategy to continue growing it because it's one thing to get it out there, but then it's a whole nother animal to figure out, okay, now how am I going to drive traffic to the podcast so that the podcast can drive traffic to my business? And then it becomes this beautiful ecosystem once you've got that strategy and have that figured out because it saves you so much time in preparing content for social media. And like you said, it really helps you to establish your authority in a way that you can do so much more quickly than you can with a, you know, 400 word post on Instagram. Yes. Oh my gosh. All of those things. Right. And I think that like not having that intentionality was leading my podcast astray and people would tune in and be like, Oh, I like this girl. But then the next week who knew what I was on my mind, right? It had no intention and it wasn't leading people anywhere. And so people would listen and like it and maybe agree with what I was saying, but they wouldn't go any further than that. They wouldn't follow me on Instagram. They wouldn't become clients of mine. They wouldn't learn anything else from me. And so that was really feeling frustrating. I had like all of these holes in my funnel where people were not making it to the next level because I just wasn't intentional about how I was leading them. And having that strategy and that ecosystem has been absolutely like pivotal to growing this new phase of my business and establishing that authority because now I have like a plan to get people in, a plan for what I'm doing while I'm with them and a plan to grow it on the other side. And I now have a plan to take the content that I'm creating and turning it into even more content. So taking the transcripts and the show notes and the notes and expanding upon that into further content creation. Like my podcast, because of the way that you taught us in the program has really become like the source material for all of the content in my entire business, which has taken so much off of my plate because I only have to create one piece of content and then it becomes so much more content down the road. Yes, that has been huge in our business too, because I remember like every week, you know, you sit down and you're like, all right, I got to nurture this email list. What do I Mm -hmm. say this week? And your fingers are just kind of hovering over the keyboard. Like, I guess I'll type about this. And then over here on social media, you're creating content talking about this. And then over here, you're doing live videos on this. And then if you have a podcast like you had, you know, the second one at least was kind of like random thoughts with Jess, like to this week, guys, I'm talking about this. And there's just no clear plan. And so your audience, you know, we all know this from marketing 101 is don't confuse or you'll lose. And -hmm. yet, what do we do with our content? And that's what most people's strategy is. And it's a little of this, a little of that. And there's no real recipe that pulls it all together. And so that recipe really is the strategy. So I would love, let's dig into the numbers. Let's start talking numbers because I think, you know, we could talk about why having a strategy is so important, but I really want those listening today to also see the difference between what it's like to launch a show without a strategy versus what it's like to launch one 
with one. Yeah. So I guess, and, and maybe, maybe let's do this. If you can remember kind of numbers wise, at least ballpark from your last podcast launch where you were, and then how this one was different in terms of the rankings, the number of reviews you got and the number of downloads you got during that first week. Yeah. So with my second podcast, which had a slightly more intentional launch, I had about 25 listens when I launched it. And I had sent it to my group and I was like, hey, we're launching the podcast. And then what happened is I had a slew of negative reviews because I used to be a blogger and I had people on the internet who don't love me. But you know what? Listens are listens and reviews are reviews. So I take it. And <laughs> and so I had like a super low rating on iTunes. I think I had like a 1.5 star review or like total. <laughs> I was like, Hey guys, can you leave me some reviews so we can get this back up? And it was a totally gross energy and I didn't feel great about it, but that was really my only launch was like, Hey, I uploaded these to iTunes. You should go listen to it. And also, Hey, maybe leave a review. So I don't look like a total loser on iTunes. And that was really my strategy. And I had like 25 listeners a week, maybe starting, I mean, probably like 10 starting out, but it got to like 25 for a couple months. And then it started to creep up. And then I had the good fortune of being on James Wedmore's podcast, which brought some more people to my podcast and also Catherine Zankina's podcast. So like slowly because of being on other people's podcasts, more people started to find me. But by the time that I shut down that podcast, which was the week before I launched this one. So there was a semi coherent transition there, I was only getting like 110 to 120 listens a week. But it took, like I said, like eight months. What is that? February to December, like eight months to really build that up. And it was a slow haul. I never ranked it all on iTunes. Like I said, with like a million negative reviews, they don't really put you on a list except for like a no fly list. (laughs) (laughs) I don't listen list. (laughs) Exactly. Like the worst podcasts on iTunes list. Um, So I struggled (laughs) with that. And I just never really gained the momentum that I was looking for. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to relaunch was really to kind of re-kick it off with this fresh energy, this fresh perspective, and this new direction. And so when I launched the podcast after going through the effortless podcasting formula, what I did was I pre-recorded five episodes. So I launched with five and they all went live on the same day. And I followed your launch formula to a T. I gathered my group of groupies. We had a very clear, like, intention of the day. I had a giveaway where I was giving away different prizes and different programs to work with me in that giveaway. And I really hyped it up. And I was like, you guys, like five days till podcast launch. I'm so excited. Here's a little bit of a sneak peek. And I really made it something exciting. And I treated it like a launch because I'm a launch coach. Like I know how to create desire and demand for something. And so I really went into it with the mindset of I'm launching something rather than I'm throwing some episodes on iTunes and hoping for the best, which had kind of been my launch strategy before. And so I had this really like intentional intention (laughs) with it. And it really went well. So in our first 48 hours, we had just over 500 downloads. And 
Yeah. And that was really crazy. So we had five episodes. So an average of a hundred downloads per episode, though. I think the first episode, which most people listen to, it had like 165 downloads. So maybe some people didn't download all of them, but that was amazing. So even more than my listenership on the previous podcast came to the new podcast and downloaded. And then after 48 hours of launch, I had 51 reviews, almost all of them five stars. (laughs) That's awesome. That's amazing. Wow. And I'm just curious too, because you you touched on something here that I think is really important to point out as well, which, you know, you're a launch coach. So what's Mm -hmm. the difference between launching a program and launching a podcast? There is none. There is none. There is none. And that is a huge mistake that most podcasters just completely miss. They're just completely unaware of it, that launching a podcast is no different from launching a course. Of course, there's some nuances and some different things that you have to do. And that's why the strategy piece is so important because it's the mm-hmm. strategy going into the creation. It's the strategy of launching and it's a strategy on the back end to drive traffic to the show. But in broad terms, it's no different than launching a program because you still have to create awareness and drive people to it and build that hype in an authentic way. Yeah. Which it sounds like you really were able to do. And it was fun for me to watch you do it because I could see the shift in your energy. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. And I think that... I, it, cause I didn't treat it like a launch either. Like the first few and the first two, I guess, few podcasts, uh, the first two podcasts, I was just kind of like, Oh, I'm going to upload these and people will listen to them. And they went to the graveyard to die. And I think that that intentionality and treating it like a launch and actually having that intentionality where like, I created desire and demand. I knew why I wanted my listeners to listen. What was in it for them? And I really created this offer around the podcast and a reason to participate in the launch. And it wasn't just like, hey, you like me, so go leave me a review. It was like, hey, we're doing this intentional promotion and that's why Like, this is what you get out of it. And I think that like treating it like a launch is how I was able to get results like a launch. And the other thing that I forgot to mention was that within the first 48 hours, I was ranked number eight in marketing on iTunes. And marketing is my number one category. And it is one of the most competitive categories in online business because that's where James Wedmore lives, Angie Lee, Shalene Johnson... Uh, Jenna Kutcher, Amy Porterfield, all of those people, Brennan Bruchard, live in marketing. That's their category. And I was ranked number eight, right between Angie Lee and Brennan Bruchard. You just slid right in there. I remember I was sitting on my couch and we were watching, I think we were watching Yellowstone because Alan and I, you know, we have like a new show of the week every week. It's like flavor (laughs) of the week. What are we watching this week? So I'm sitting there and I get your text and it's like 9.30 PM. And it was a screenshot of your show right there in between Brendan Burchard and Angie Lee. Now, these are podcast guys. If you have never heard of these people that have millions upon millions of downloads and they're in the top ranked spots every week. I'm not saying it's impossible to land there because uh, Jess just did, but it is like unheard of if you don't have the strategy for doing it. And so, you know, (laughs) that's just, that was like the highlight of my week to celebrate that with you because that was so big. And what that does is it gets so many more eyeballs on your show because guess what? Anytime someone's searching for marketing podcasts, they're going to go look at the top shows. And if your show is right there, hey, little new Mm -hmm. podcast right here next to these big, gigantic podcast greats, 
Well, people are going to see you and you're going to increase your listenership. Yeah. And it's also like a seat at the table, right? It puts Mm. your face and your name between those faces and those names. And it makes people associate you with them and say like, oh man, she's at that table. And I think that when you can create that level of authority, just by following a launch strategy, like it's invaluable, right? Because it's not something that anybody can do. But because of the way that you've created the launch strategy and by intentionally treating your podcast launch as a launch, that's what's possible. Top ranking podcasts in your first 48 hours. And I think that's incredible. Yeah. And without spending a dime on ads. Yes. Yes. Totally free. Yes. Completely based on organic traffic, which We know from being entrepreneurs in business for a while, as many of those listening are, you got to spend money to make money in a lot of cases. And Mm -hmm. to get the visibility that you really want, the main method for doing that is shelling out thousands of dollars on Facebook ads, you know, paying Mark Zuckerberg to promote your business. Mm -hmm. And we know that organic traffic, while it's certainly a solid strategy for growth, usually takes a lot longer. So the fact that this was a completely organic strategy, meaning not a dime was spent to promote this show to get these results, and then coupled with those results, which just propels you forward in so many ways on so many levels. Like you said, your name being associated with these greats out there and your show getting seen by more people. It is like the fast way to do it. It's the fast way to get seen. And like I said, so much faster than you can on Instagram trying to compete with stupid algorithms and stuff. Yes, for sure. And I think that that's really one of the most powerful pieces. I mean, so the whole effortless podcasting formula is so powerful and creating that intentionality top to bottom, like planning your episodes, having them lead people directly into your funnel, having the structure of how to structure an episode. That was something that was totally new for me. Cause like I said, I was just doing random thoughts with Jess. So if I had three points or five points or zero points, like there was no intro, there was no outro, there was no intentionality in the middle. And I think that Having that structure was so powerful for me to say like, okay, cool. I can lead people down a journey. So my listeners are listening longer. They're sticking through the episode. They're getting something from it rather than just listening to me babble for 17 minutes, hoping to get something out of it. Like I have intentional pieces. I have call to actions. I have calls to engage. All of these things that I had no clue what I was doing before, all because of the way that you set up the program. Oh, well, you know, another text that I got from you that just came to mind as you were sharing that was a text where you were like, holy cow, where has this been all my life? And it was pointing yes. to one of the resources that we have. We've got so many resources back there, actually at the the risk of it being overwhelming, but I'm of the mindset where every resource has an intention behind it and you take mm-hmm. what you need. And so you don't have to go through all the resources, take the ones that mean the most to you that you can do something with. They're all there for you. So you have that fallback plan. And the resource was like this cheat sheet that I had created for how to title your episodes, literally plug and play titles. And you had sent a screenshot. You shared this in our Facebook community that you had cranked out. I don't even remember how many it was, like 20 plus episodes that you were like, these are all of my episodes. And I used this cheat sheet to create the titles and every single one of them. I was like, I would listen to that. Oh, I would listen to that. Oh my gosh, these are so good. (laughs) 
Yeah. But having that, you know, again, having that system to follow. And every time I get your weekly email with your new episode that drops, it's so clear. It's so intentional. And it's got like a really snazzy clickbaity kind of a title that's like, ooh, yes, I do need this. And I do want to listen to this. And again, like you said, creating that desire and demand and piquing that curiosity for your listener. Yes. And having weekly emails is a new thing that you taught me too. But I think, yeah, that cheat sheet with the episode titles and maybe other people who are listening and they're like, oh my gosh, how could I have a podcast? I don't know what I'm going to talk about. That's where I was. And every week I'd be like, what do I want to talk about? And because of this one cheat sheet, it completely unlocked ideas. And it's kind of like a mad lib and it gives you like the structure of the title and then leaves in places. So it's like the fastest way to blank. And I was like the fastest way to launch your program. <gasps> That's an episode. And then it's like the secret blank to blank. And I was like the secret strategy to high converting launches. <gasps> There's another episode. <laughs> and it was just having these like blank, like having that Mad Lib, it was like, it triggered my brain to actually come up with episode titles, which then actually gave me a plan for what I'm going to record. It completely unlocked all of the things in my mind that were stuck and gave Mm -hmm. me a ton of episode ideas that now I'm never going to run out of episodes. Yes. I love it so, so much. I could talk about this all day. Podcasting is like I've uncovered a secret love affair with podcasting. (laughs) Like, I I don't know what it is about it, but there's something that, you know, it just sparks so much joy in me. And it sparks so much joy in me to see other people succeeding, not because of anything that I've done, but because there's a strategy in place that I can now pass along to others that they can execute to have so much success with their show and get their message out in the world in a bigger way, just like you did. So as we wrap this episode today, are there any final thoughts that you would love to leave our listeners with who might be considering hosting a podcast of their own, whether they were before this episode or not? I don't know. But to leave them with as a launch coach in terms of launching anything and launching a podcast specifically. Yeah. I feel like What I want to say is if you're sitting here listening to this podcast thinking, maybe I should start a podcast, you should follow that because podcasts are such a powerful medium. I mean, look at how much you trust Courtney and have authority in Courtney and care about what she says week after week. And that can be possible for you too. And you can have your audience tuning in week after week just to hear what you have to say. And if that's you, if you have a message, if you have something that you want to help people with, or even if you just want to connect with people in the world right now, in a world where we're feeling very disconnected, podcasting is a really beautiful way to do that. And you can podcast about anything. In the podcast group that went through this program, one of the ladies has a podcast about connecting with yourself after divorce. And what a cool podcast. And she has seen incredible growth and success with the program because she followed the same method that I did. And she has really found her audience and found her little corner of the internet because of this program. So if you have something on your heart, you don't have to be in business. You don't have to be in marketing. You don't have to talk about what we're talking about in order to be a successful podcaster and really leaning into what lights you up and the message that you want to share. It's on your heart for a reason. And I think that maybe your goal in 2021 should be to finally get it out of your head and into the world. Mm, So beautiful. That is like the most perfect note to end on. 
and particularly the idea that you don't have to have a business to have a podcast. Mm-hmm. And certainly if you do have a business, yeah, podcasts can help to grow it. But if you have a message to share, that's all it takes. That's all you need. Yep. This has been awesome. Jess, thank you so much for coming on and for just sharing so openly, you know, and especially comparing your last launches to this one and what made this one different. You've given our listeners so much to think about. And I really appreciate your time and sharing all of this today. Thank you so much for having me again. I feel so honored and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share. I hope that it helps anybody in your audience who maybe has launched a podcast before with lackluster results or who had one that fizzled out and died and they want to start again. Like it is not too late to launch or relaunch the podcast of your dreams. And nobody is going to judge you for having more than one podcast because your girl has three and nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. Yes, thank you. So if you just heard that and you're feeling inspired to launch a podcast of your own, but you're not sure where to start, don't worry. I've got your back. Doors to the effortless podcasting formula are closed right now, but they are opening up again in a couple of weeks. So you can get on the wait list to get access to early bird bonuses and special perks. And I'll teach you step by step how to create, launch, and leverage your message into a highly profitable podcast and position yourself as a credible, trustworthy leader in your industry so that you can add additional revenue to your business. If you want to work directly with me as part of my next focus group, drop what you're doing and head over to CourtneyElmer.com slash effortless podcasting and put yourself on the wait list right now. That's CourtneyElmer.com slash effortless podcasting, all one word, CourtneyElmer.com slash effortless podcasting. And while you've got your phone out, if you've ever got a question that you'd like to ask me, come look me up and follow me on Instagram at Courtney Elmer underscore. That's my personal account. And I love hearing from listeners like you. So come on over there, find me and ask me anything you want to know about podcasting, about building a business, about launching your programs, about creating an effortless life. Next week on the show. We're continuing this podcast theme because so many members of our community have been asking us to share more about podcast launching as part of an overall effortless content strategy to build your brand and be seen as an authority in your space. I'll show you the five things you need to know before launching a podcast so that if you're considering launching one for your business, you can make sure it's a good use of your time and energy before you go through all the trouble of creating one. That's coming up next week, so stay tuned. Until then, go live your effortless life. As you might have heard me mention inside this episode, if you want to join me for our next live workshop where I'm going to show you how to avoid the biggest mistakes that cause most podcasts to fail within the first 12 months and literally walk you through the exact framework that we teach our students to launch their shows in the top 100 and convert more of their listeners to clients, just go to the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. That's the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. 